Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, Bob Williams, what do you think of global warming so far? Well, I'm, my hands are very dry. <laughs> i got to put hand cream on every two hours. Got to get them globally it's, warm. God, it, it's, it's just, know, it's it's just it. dropped. The bottom yeah. dropped out the last couple of days. I was talking to Dan Zero, the uh, weatherman, a moment ago. Chief meteorologist. And he's... Okay, he's not a weatherman, he's a meteorologist. Well, that's what it says on his business card. <laughs> chief meteorologist. Chief, we call him Chief. I know, yeah. Okay. Yes, Chief. We have to do that. How's the weather, Chief? But he said, don't worry about it because we'll be back in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's saying that because he yeah. has, has predicted that, but uh, right. the way it goes. Speaking of climate, I want to do something first here, Bob, mm-hmm. before we get going. This is a scary story, and this is serious. If you live at the Jersey Shore... And this would go not only for you, but for people around the world. They have reevaluated the time by which, if the ocean levels continue to rise, right. the coasts about everywhere in the world will be inundated mm-hmm. with water. Okay. Now, they said by the end of this century. Now, that's a long time off, and people Still don't think that far ahead. about 80 years, yeah, right. It has been revised now, and they say that by the year 2050. No. Oh that this is going to happen. And this is some pretty bad stuff. They're talking about, for example, they said that uh, in Asia, it's where southern Vietnam will disappear. Hmm. The whole city of Mumbai, India, which I think is 20 million people, okay. Shanghai, which is probably more people, All coastal will be gone. Hmm. And this also, on getting back closer to us, this will affect us uh, okay. because the, the level is going to rise. now. Here's what happened. The reason behind the sharp upward revision is that previous research used data from satellites not equipped to differentiate between the actual ground level and the tops of trees and buildings. <laughs> so they had predicted so there's no depth the perception. ground level. And, and so they find out that the, the actual ground level there is six feet lower than what oh, they were goodness. working on. Wow. Therefore, this in and uh, this this in incursion by the oceans is going to be six feet higher oh goodness now that is now the, the thing here is this is by 2050 that's only 30 that's years, 30 30 years 30 from years. now most of you i hope uh certainly many will be here then and if not your children are going to be here right so i think that that's something rather scary something to think about i don't know we all seem to be in denial about this and maybe it's a good thing that we are all right here's what i want to ask and I want to get the uh, uh, some help from Dan Alexander, our, our writer, on this. The story that has intrigued me more than anything is that story of the airborne Boxster, the oh, Porsche. Goodness. Yeah, Dan wrote yeah. the article. We yeah. had a great response I, on the NJ1015 and the app. I don't want to in any wise diminish the fact that this was a tragedy and the two young yeah. men were, were died in this accident. 
But I am rather fascinated by the physics of that. <laughs> As you know, I have been a Boxster driver, Porsche Boxster person. And I won't get into how mine died. My mine was wiped out by by mice. By mice. Yeah. Chewed up the, right. the harness. But this is a very heavy car. And I do remember that from driving the car. The motors in these Porsches, the cars look relatively small, but the engines are so heavy that the at, if you stop at a traffic light and you want to accelerate to go, you have to hit it extra hard, harder than you would if you're right. starting up your Ford or Chevy or you know right. Toyota, whatever it is just to get some momentum going because of the weight of that. It's something you have to get used to. Once they get going, my goodness, it's, yeah. uh, it's out of the world. Tough to stop them, right? But the, the curb weight, which is just sitting there with nothing in it, is like 3,600 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's over a ton and a half. That's, uh, that's heavy. Yeah. How do you get it off the ground? To a second story building. To a building. second story. Okay, now Dan Alexander, you yep. covered the story. Yep. And I, I don't know that that's answered yet. I'm, you know, I'm waiting. I hope somebody does a computer simulation of it. I'd love to see just what they well, think Well, Tom, Tom's River Police are handling the investigation of this, uh, uh -huh. of, the, of the incident. And they have not come back to us yet with a lot of the questions you're asking. How fast was, we know it was going at a high rate of speed. Yeah. Um, they haven't come back with, to let it, they have not released how fast the car was going. They have not, re and they haven't released a, a report, a final report on just, how the car launched off of Hooper Avenue and into that building. Um, the only thing I can tell you is that if, you, if you've been on that stretch of Hooper Avenue, it's two lanes, it's two lanes in each direction, and there's a grass median uh, between the dividing them. And there's a slight incline coming down towards that building where the, where the Porsche landed. So I, I'm not a, I don't know, I'm not a physics expert, but I don't, you know, not knowing... Could you have gotten enough momentum and enough speed up there? Possibly. I mean, that, that's possible. But, you know, again, that's, that, you know, that's what the police are investigating in this whole thing. This is a big, heavy car, though. This is not like you were driving a Yugo. Right. Or something. Exactly. Now, now, now this, talking about the speed, the top speed is listed as 155. Now, even in some places in New Jersey where you might be tempted to try it, you can't do that. There's just not enough room for it. I have no idea they'd be doing that. I know my uh, my uh, 911. It says in the manual, top speed 155 with stock tires. If you want to go faster, you have to put special yeah. tires on yeah. it. Well, he had only had the car since uh, he graduated Rowan University. He had That's graduated. Nice present. What's that? It's a nice present. To yes. Um, according, according to his girlfriend, she had said um, to other media outlets that she he had received the the car from his from his father as a gift for graduating Rowan, and he had only had it a couple of months, but he really loved the car. He really really loved driving it. But she said he may have been joyriding because right. she had been joyriding with him. Yeah, they like to go what out. That and, means I don't know. That's sort so of a they, 60s they, phrase. They, 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 they like to take the car for a ride. Right. In, so in this case, had a history of doing what they were apparently. You, you know, I don't know if you remember this. If you're a sports fan, you remember Jerome Brown? No. Jerome Brown no. was an outstanding defensive lineman for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. And he died in a somewhat similar accident. He went out with some of his bonus money when he resigned, and he bought a Corvette. This was in, in okay. South Jersey. 
He bought a Corvette. He and his nephew, 14-year-old nephew, went to pick it up. And when they did, on the way home, nobody knows exactly again what happened, but he lost control Hmm. and hit a tree, and it killed them both. And one of the... Something that was mentioned at the time was the fact that people are not used to the acceleration possibilities in some of these cars, these hot cars. That you hit the the accelerator pretty much with the same pressure that you would in your Ford. Right. <laughs> and But as you've got a different animal here, you've really got to be careful. I know when I first got the 911, I was coming off route... Uh, what is it, 31? Yeah, on to uh, 295. Yep. And I was just merging. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just came down, did the, did the merge, merged on. And you accelerate a little bit to get back into traffic. I didn't know it until the person with me says, God, you know you're doing 90. Hmm. Doesn't and, feel and like it. It didn't feel like it. You cars are built it. to for speed. <clears throat> See, this, this is what the thing with these cars that could be very dangerous. The cars are built for the speed. They're not built for... 65 miles an hour. That's right. And the faster you go, the, better the more they smooth yeah, out. That's and, right. And this is where you get this. Giddy up. Run. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Again, I yeah. didn't mean to demean the fact that it is a no, tragedy, it's but but it, it's, a, it's a fascinating tragedy. sort of a thing. You don't see that every day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh I, I got one thing I want to do. I want to get back to something I mentioned last week because in, in watching back, we uh, somehow slurred over what I thought was the important part of this story. I was talking about in Connecticut, a story, the athletic conference has allowed students born as males to compete as females in track events. The trans athletes. The trans athletes. Now, they did not have to have undergone any sort of procedure. It's simply to claim that I identify myself as a girl. They have won all 15 track championships, preventing talented girls from qualifying for higher levels of competition. Mm -hmm. So... This the thing is this is extremely demeaning to the young girl athletes. They're well, not going to win anything. Well, they, they work can't. their entire lives. Yeah, to, uh, but to be at that level of competition. The thing is here because the athletic conference bowing to political correctness is allowing them to do that. Yeah, you know, just step up and say, I, you know, I think I, I feel like a girl, and so you go out and you get to race them and you win. Why can't? Oh, well, but. Uh, it's political correctness running into political correctness. Yeah. And one form of political correctness, and a good form of it, is that these young girls should have their their chances. Yes. This is obviously a, uh, I don't know if you could call it a, what would you call it, a sexist event if you want to look at it that way. But somehow, by bowing to the unrelenting pressure so now, of this transsexual yeah. lobby... So now you, you are you are defy you are denying young girls their chance to excel. So a trans athlete, if they created a league for trans athletes only, would that also be considered segregating? That uh, I don't know. The things I don't athlete. know, and I, I, again, I have to be careful about this because I, I, I don't know that much about it. I've never been that close to it. At what point do you become genuinely trans? I don't think it's at the point when you suddenly step up and say, "I feel like a girl." Right. Would you? Uh, you would. You would presume that after you've gone through some 
physical you, you, you would physical think that changes. there would have to be some medical medical changes uh, confirmation right. yes. of that right. anyway i did want to finish that because yeah. i talked about the story but I, I i didn't emphasize the fact that this really is so unfair to the to the girls what's going to happen with uh, with other sports oh, oh, too yeah, absolutely i yeah. mean basketball you're going to you're going to well, see basketball remember as renee well. richards mm -hmm. the tennis player right yeah mm -hmm. this this happened years ago Okay, what's turned you on this week? Uh, I mean, that we can talk the, about the, 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 the turkeys over the wild turkeys that have been uh, uh, harassing a lot of residents at a, uh, <laughs> at a, uh, an adult community over uh, yeah, in uh, Manchester. Yeah, I just heard the entire story. Dan? Tom's River. Tom's River, yeah. Uh -huh. Tom's River has been busy. Actually, Tom's River and Berkeley Township. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so now what, what what happened over there? The, uh, the the turkeys are like you know greeting them at their uh, cars and just well, harassing them. Residents were saying that the turkeys? residents were saying that the turkeys were walking. It was like almost like they were like walking around the neighborhood and like gangs oh, walking yeah, around yeah, and hassling that. people and 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 um, like the Canadian geese used to do attacking them yeah. and uh, and coming at them and and just generally being threatening. Yeah, I've got some pictures somewhere. Like one morning I woke up and looked out in my yard. I heard a lot of commotion and there was a whole big flock of turkeys. And I think there were two toms, mm -hmm. and then the hens were following them around, and uh, the uh, dogs wanted nothing to do with them. Mm, yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to let my Rottweiler out. <laughs> Rottweiler so, took a look. So, uh -uh. <laughs> so now the, around, he came right so back. Now the police, did they, uh, did they scoop up the turkeys and take them? Well, they're, they're, they're working with DEP, and what they're going to do is they're going to use a special kind of corn to lure them into, the, into a field where they're literally going to uh, Michael Simon's uh, no I'm sorry it was Mike Simon's it was David Matthau's story um, they're going to throw a net down on them and kind of be able to take them away so they're actually okay. telling people one of the reasons that the turkeys are there is because people like to feed them so they're telling people don't feed especially don't feed them now because we want to give them these so this, this this are, they, are they an endangered species in other no. words, you can't look cross-eyed at a Canada goose in New Jersey. Yeah. It's 150. No, you, they're, they're not in danger. Now, what if they're someone not. took them and uh, ate them for Thanksgiving dinner? I don't think Is you're supposed I, I don't think you're supposed to. Because apparently wild turkeys wow. would be a, a better tasting bird than the traditional ones, right? They free range, things like that, right? Wouldn't you think? And when you trap them, you wouldn't break your teeth on the buckshot right. trying to eat them like you do if you yeah. go out and hunt them. You imagine, imagine them trying to round up these turkeys. They got this special corn, and they got loudspeakers with turkey in the straw. <laughs> they make a great bit. <laughs> okay, so that, that's, uh, that's in hand. Yeah, They're dealing right. with that yes. right now. The, oh, speaking of cars, oh, let me mention I got a couple of notes up here yeah. that I didn't get to. Donna. Who says, I have a 22-year-old son. This really hits home. She's talking about the accident. I understand that. I had a similar situation when I was younger in my family, and I understand how hard it hits. Yeah. Uh, Jim said that the driver has a clean driving record. Yeah. One minor violation, but that was not really a moving violation. No, it was. It was we, we actually uh, got a copy of his driving record from the uh -huh. MVC, and um, he had a yeah. He has a spot near spotless driving record. Something with lights was the only violation. So obviously, mm. mechanical uh, failure has not been. Out, I don't uh, think that's. Blown. It's still under the whole thing is still under investigation. Yeah. Hmm. At some point, somebody is going to because of the bizarre nature of it. Somebody's going to do a computer simulation. Probably. And I'd love to see that. It's it just somehow um, the mechanics of it, yeah. uh, the physics of yes. it. Sort of. Okay, well, speaking of automobiles, the state now is looking for a way <laughs> to tax everybody, but mm -hmm. specifically 
drivers of electric and hydrogen cell and hybrid cars. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear this one. Well, you know, in the state of Washington, for example, the, the government begs you to help fight pollution and global warming and the whole thing by driving these non-fossil fuel cars. Right. Then when you get one, they want to tax you for having it because you're not paying your fair share of highway taxes. Oh, for Pete's sake. Because that's based on the gasoline tax. Yep. So the state of New Jersey has appointed a panel to discuss and to come up with an answer in six months. On how to tax. On, on how to program. tax. Well, that is kind of a duh there's only one way to do it, and that is to tax by miles. There's no other way. Or else forget this, which I, I, would, I would hope, having one of these <laughs> vehicles. Because these vehicles apparently run without maintenance. I mean, we've learned from our buddy Mike Stritsky yeah. that these things run for three hundred to 500,000 miles, maybe even a million, mm. without any major maintenance. That's why we're only getting these cars. Now, there, there's a movie, a documentary called Who Killed the Electric Car? I think Martin Sheen did the narration. Yeah. And uh, if you go back a few years, General Motors had a uh, an electric car. The Volt, right? Was no, it no, Volt? this no. is this is way before oh, the before. Volt. Okay. Uh, this would go back, I guess, to the 90s, 80s, possibly. Okay. I don't remember. And they never sold them, but they produced a lot, and they leased them in California. And there were probably thousands of them out there. People absolutely loved them, and it worked perfectly. All electric cars. But what happened was the General Motors got pressure from the dealers because there was no maintenance, as you said. All you had to do is change the oil every once in a blue moon, and that was it. So the dealers who depend on service for something like, I think, 20-25% of their profit were complaining about it. They were losing all that money. So eventually, since they had only leased the cars, they could call them in. They called in all of them had all of these beautiful cars, these electric cars, rounded up, sent to some place in Oklahoma, and destroyed. Mm. And so that again, we have had this technology for a long, long time. Yes. And everything works swimmingly. Yeah. And, and to, the, to the other side of this, why wouldn't there be incentives for people to buy electric cars or, or hydrogen cell cars? Why wouldn't there be a discount? Well, I mean, there there was at one time. I, do, I don't know if it still exists, but apparently you could get... Uh, Dan, you might remember. Uh, there was a, a sort of a bonus you could get from the government if you bought an electric car. But all of a sudden, people started buying them, and the government says, whoa, we're losing money. Yeah. How are we going to buy votes without money? <laughs> so, I know I'm rather cynical in that, but I see all Rightfully government so. expenditures so. buying votes. Yes. Uh, so... No. Any, anyway, the, if you have one of these cars, uh, the state is going to figure out a way to stick it to you. I don't know why. The only fair way that I can see is some per miles. But then, again, if you there is a difference in the maintenance of the roads if half your mileage is spent in your driveway or you have an elderly retired couple who gets in their Crown Victoria once a month and goes to the market and comes back. That's a lot different from somebody out on a highway pounding the highway. So uh, there can never be any total equity, I think, in that. So uh, there's got to be, in, in this day of technology, I'm sure there are easy devices they can have in a car. Yeah. And, well, in fact, they have this like emissions control equipment anyway. 
and every car has to have that in it and it registers the mileage and you go yeah. have it checked i guess some form of inspection which is a pain in the butt i'm still shaking my head because i didn't know that that uh, bill was being proposed yeah wow. yeah that well actually the governor had appointed a a group mm -hmm. to study it for six months now i don't know you see why would you appoint a group to study something for six months it seems rather obvious just tell them we want to work on some way to tell your technical people at the department of transportation there's some good people there tell them to work on this device or some method to, to judge by the miles do these people who get appointed to these, do they get in the pension system? <laughs> in some they do. In, in some instances, uh, they, they seem to. So I don't know if this is one of those Very interesting, Artie. Very interesting. Okay, the next thing, automobile-wise, is this has got to be almost the Super Bowl of legislative cowardice. The election is just over. Now, during the election campaign, the legislature, all of whom are up, uh, in the assembly for election. Nobody mentioned driver's licenses for illegals, for people in the country illegally. All of a sudden, the election's over, and here there's a mad rush now among the Democrats <laughs> to grant driver's license. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why they didn't mention it during the campaign. They knew they'd get their butts kicked. This is not a terribly popular thing. But, uh, Granting the driver's license, I think, would be the first. It's a giant step toward the vote, mm -hmm. which is the, the object here, because they see these as a huge voting bank. Yes. Uh, so uh, they got their tongue hanging out right now for the future vote. Right. And uh, so it, it was just an example of them, how they just totally covered this up and, and had it so low level. I don't think anybody thought of it during the election campaign. They were talking about other things. Mm -hmm. Now that it's over, they can't wait to do this. Also now, they want to do the, uh, what, increase the number of uh, write-in votes. Right. Which also is something much easier to manipulate. Of course. Actually, the Republicans showed that in, in a district in North Carolina the last election. Okay, what else is going down here now? Uh, did we talk about the state bank? Not yet. What's that? You want to do it? Oh, I, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> okay, uh, the, how the, is that the governor is proposing that we have a state bank. Now, one state, North Dakota, has a state bank, and uh, this is John who uh, says to us, uh, he's talking about the the bank, just Murphy's way of having direct access to dollars funds and not having to answer to anybody. All politicians love that. Oh, like his own personal ATM? Well, I mean, he's... Uh, <laughs> like his own debit card? Well, you see, that, that is the problem with this. Now, as I understand it, uh, again, they're studying it now. Yeah. It, it, it's not... I don't think it is direct uh, legislation, but it's being put into form. They established a commission that's... Go he established a board which is going to look into and, and investigate the... Uh, establishing such a, Whose such a positions bank. will be eligible for the pension fund. <laughs> and another group. of course. And and interestingly enough, one of the members of that board, as I understand it, uh, there's no uh, indictment here or conviction, but apparently the word is that he is thought by Bermuda authorities to have been involved in a three hundred and fifty million dollar election fraud, fund. Uh, I mean, a campaign fund fraud in 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 Bermuda. I don't know why, but I would say he probably has, therefore, some financial experience.
but maybe not the kind that we particularly want. Uh, but if you read this, the, the reason they want to do this is to make loans freely available to customers who might be marginal and not meet the standards of the regular lending institutions. And so these would be people with shaky credit and organizations with very shaky credit. And, and who's going so to we loan the money? And who's going to back them up if they fail? Well, if they default, when they default, hey, hey, no problem. We got we, you covered. We get to back it up. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! So uh, we get to pick up the losses during the defaults. Gosh, the uh, <laughs> oh man! And also, when you do something like this, I don't know about North Dakota. The people may be entirely different out there, but. This is New Jersey, and if this doesn't beg corruption, <laughs> I don't know if anything. You know it's going to be run by political hacks, right. appointees for one reason or other. And so look at the jobs it'll create uh, in, in this bank. All no matter of officers yeah. and... Uh, Non-existent uh, businesses yeah. applying for loans and well, money you, disappearing you, and defaulting. People, and people fail to really grasp the extent of no-show jobs, and I, I, I don't know, we don't have this, you can't say that it exists right now. But going by history, I know that there was one prominent lady uh, senator, state senator, who was, I think, of uh, mature years, a rather uh, kindly... Uh, grandmotherly? Grandmotherly-looking person, and, it, and it, who retired from the state senate. One th couple of things she distinguished herself by was proposing legislation to increase the penalties for bestiality in South Jersey, which she said was rampant in the Pinelands. <laughs> That's just another Saturday uh, night in some areas, Maybe right? she didn't understand what it meant. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the other thing was that she said that she could prove that homosexuality was not natural because she drove through Great Adventure mm -hmm. with all the animals and she didn't see any of them doing that. <laughs> Therefore, it, it That's is, her frame uh, of reference. <laughs> but the point is, this dear lady, and she was a dear lady, she had turned out that she had two $50,000 a year no-show jobs. One was with the Bridge Commission and the other was, she was the head of the Diesel Mechanics Department <laughs> at a Votech. <laughs> The diesel repair. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so these, these things do happen. What a world. What oh a gosh. world. All right, here's a, Brian's got a comment okay. about the illegal. Uh, we, Brian says we do not need license for illegals. We've got enough problems as it is to contend with. I, see, I, I as expressed before, I have a certain amount of ambivalence for these people because I've had these, and I'm sure some of them, I didn't check blue cards. But anybody's had work done in their home. I've had like roofs. I had our uh, French drains put in the cellar and this big crews of people, uh, very few of whom spoke English. But they were very nice people. Got along great with them. And I admired their work ethic more than I do some of our indigenous workforce. Right. So I have to hand them that. Uh, and so I, I do have a, a, a bit of, of sympathy there. but. The driver's license, and we're not talking about a provisional license now. I think this is a permanent uh, this residential is permanent. license. Yeah. Uh, and the point, I, I don't look at it from their point of view, but from the politician's point of view, and being somewhat cynical, I guess, I have to look for who's going to make the money on this. So, uh, now, is anyone disputing the uh, allegation that 
the uh, awarding a light licenses to illegals is their pathway to voting. Is anyone? Well, I don't know if anyone say that. No, that's I, I don't know. No, they would say no. Well, how do you how do you mean? Well, how I mean is that uh, incrementally this opens up uh, an area where people might have had resistance. Once it's there, it would undercut the resistance because then we get used to it, them having the driver's license. So then the politicians come up. The next step is to say, well, we should, they should be able to vote. They're in the country. They're bound by our decisions, so they should be able to vote. Uh, and then people would object to that. Then all of a sudden, you know, they'd start, you know, get tired of hearing about it. Yeah. So I, I think in, in that regard, it's the next step, because you have to consider that the goal, the goal of these political parties is building their base, their, their elected, uh, their electoral base. And anything they do, there's an element of that involved in it. Now, you're living in a one-party state anyway, for all practical purposes, and perhaps after the next election, we don't know, it may be a one-party country. Yeah. And this is going to cause a lot of problems in our, so, our lives. So now, another question about the driver's license. You have to you provide your Social Security number for your, to apply for a driver's license. Obviously, legals do not have, immigrants do not have Social Security numbers. I don't know how they plan to handle that, but now, it's does that mean that mean they have to give them a Social Security that, number, which is another step. That we as citizens, do we need to continue giving our Social Security number? Or can we refrain or refuse to do that? I have no idea. You see, one thing that the, the political structure depends on is that people will not do anything. They'll gripe... Uh, well, I saw a picture of a big demonstration in Trenton. These were people, presumably, they were in the country illegally because they were supposed to be. It were, they were, right? I mean, these weren't legal residents, Dan, who were yelling they and were, screaming. Look, and I, 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 don't know their, I don't know each and every one of them's immigration status, but you have to think that some You'd of them. You have to assume. Some of them were, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't see any counter demonstrations going on. No. I all. don't believe there was. Yeah. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens with that one. Again, it's it's difficult to get as worked up as I used to or get apoplectic about these things. I think you do pretty well. <laughs> well, still, because, you see, again, it's the apathy, if you want to call it that. Partly apathy. People get so sick of this whole thing, they, they Emotionally stay away. Down, but the average person out there in New Jersey is either working a couple of jobs or working one and out looking for the other two. Right are tied up with taxes. they got problems just, just living, the pressures of living. You realize the demands that are on everybody? You don't think about it because they're there and the stress. Yeah. We were just talking this morning about uh, commute times. Mm -hmm. In addition to the stress of you doing one, two, maybe three jobs, how much time do you spend commuting? I mean, Jeff and Bill were talking about that yesterday. Bill was talking about Bill Spadia this morning. Um, how much time do you spend in the car every day? I mean, the average is probably about uh, well over an hour, hour and 15 minutes coming and going with with traffic or without traffic. So you figure that, you add that on to your 8 or 10-hour oh, yeah. workday, well, you're out of the house. You are not home for a good 11 or 12 hours. You leave your house at 7, you're not home till almost 7. Okay, let me get back to, to Michael. For the General Motors EV1 was an electric car produced. Leased by General Motors, yeah. 1996 to 1999. Okay, thank you, thank Michael. You, Mike. It was yep. a little more recent than I thought. Uh, 
get that. You can get it on, I'm sure, Amazon. You can get a copy of it. It's called Who Killed the Electric Car? Mm -hmm. And it's not expensive. It's one of these, like, 8.95 jobs, I guess. Now and you, uh, yeah, now you had, had the, you had the the Prius for. Do you still have? That? I have a Prius. I've had Priuses that? since almost they came out. I'm on right. my third one, and that is a hybrid, one. right? That's a hybrid. Okay. Now so there is you, talk. To, now again, as I said, the state of Washington is taxing hybrid owners okay. after begging people to buy them, and now they're they're. Yeah. This is just a flat tax on it. Like here, we pay the sales tax, which they do too, bigger than ours. Right. And then you have to pay an extra tax because you're not paying your fair share of highway uh, maintenance money. So, uh, you know, you you got a story here in front of you. Yeah, we're... Uh, uh, and Eric Scott, one of yeah. Eric's great analyses. Eric uh, is our senior political director, and he's just uh, written a couple of great stories. One is on uh, website nj1015.com and on the app. But this one is going to post later on today. It's regarding the legalization of weed and why it has not happened yet. Mm -hmm. And could it become mm -hmm. in the New Jersey voters' hands? Or should it well, over the next year? this is interesting. This could be Governor Murphy's Achilles heel. Because even though he might going into his re-election campaign, if nothing happens with this and people, the potheads, don't get their weed... Uh, then this could be very significant. He could claim all kind of good things he for people who, even the liberals and the progressives, right. who probably do more smoking <laughs> than anybody else. I don't know. Yeah, but that, that, but that was a that was a campaign. That was a, a, it was a real, campaign. Promise. That was a major campaign. But, but the thing is that he spent uh, two years promising, uh, or and then pandering to what's unions, everybody else yeah. in the state. And he couldn't get it for done. For popularity. And so he can even go to the people and say, I've done all these wonderful things if you like them. We have a sanctuary state. We have... Uh, the uh, we 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 have a bank, but now. the voters. If you that, can't get credit, you know, come see us. But the voters that went out specifically to uh, in favor of legalizing marijuana here in New Jersey are bitterly disappointed. Sure, because the governor got, right? did not come through. That's like he said. No one wants to hear that. Oh, I didn't get the votes. I didn't get the support when he went out there and he and he said it's going to be legal if I'm the governor. Yeah. Well, people don't want to hear that uh, you had a complication here or there. You no, promised. They want a bag a of wide, it right now. And you figure a wide-eyed 28- or 35-year-old voter who wanted that is bitterly disappointed, well, this and they're is, not going to forget. This is, my, this is my point, going into the election, if this still obtains. Now, if Steve Sweeney is smart, <laughs> right. he will keep this thing uh, the way it is. He'll, he'll turn this and, and hang on, keep the status quo until the election. And then there's going to be a huge backlash because the cry is going to be, where's my weed? Yes. You can see this in banners being towed by airplanes but, and, yeah. you know, but, like, like it's the old Kennedy, I mean, uh, but er er Clinton thing. It's the, uh, it's the economy, stupid, you know, these slogans. Where's my weed? Right. Eric, I think uh, this could shoot him down. Yeah, Eric uh, spells it out pretty well in his article. It's going to be posted later on today on the website and uh -huh. on the app. And he basically uh, just rounds it up and says, according to a Monmouth University poll, just 32% of uh, voters oppose it. So obviously there's a overwhelming uh, people in favor of this. And Eric says perhaps it should be put on as a public question at uh, next year's elections. Was it not before? No, I don't remember. it was remember. never put up. There was there. talk no. about it. Yes. 
but um, for whatever reason, it was held for votes in the assembly or whatever. But, yeah. But, but we don't have it. That's the point. We don't have it. We and were because promised. They didn't get Everybody the votes. confidently expected. People went out and why? bought their paper their rolling paper yeah why why know, is it why is it not happening ready what is hold, what is holding it back well uh this is going to be a, a big so, issue. check when out is this the article. next gubernatorial election uh it's 20 uh, 2021 2021 yep two years right two years i, I want to but they're saying that uh, perhaps i should put it on next um, November with the presidential but, election because it's going to be a big turnout. Expect to be a big turnout. But all you can do with a public question is not release it. You can simply say that we are in favor of it, and according to the polls, we already know that. I mean, they can't see. We don't have initiative and referendum. That's one of our big problems. So the people cannot get together by petition and actually cause policy. Yeah. You can only present it. And it's like the recall. Remember, one of the famous ones, the people went to the polls in the public question and voted on legislation so they could recall public officials they felt weren't performing well or, or misperforming. And so, yes, it passed overwhelmingly. So the legislature had to write a law. They wrote it so that it's practically impossible to recall anybody. Mm. <laughs> so th this is what you're faced with now. Yeah. I, I, I want to do one final thing here, Bob. I think we're about to come to the... Mm -hmm. I drink up, it's closing time. Yep. I found this fascinating. We know now that uh, there is no such thing as debate or discourse anymore in the country, especially in your schools. And, and either you believe what happens to be the belief of this ultra liberal, whatever you, progressive group, or you should be annihilated. And there is a story. I think this was uh, Bryn Mawr College in Pennsylvania, very famous school. A freshman, first name Andy, in 2016 made the mistake of asking on Facebook if any students were going to a nearby Trump rally. That's all. Anybody going. She was cyber bullied and personally bullied into dropping out of college. In other words, she was, as they're saying now, canceled. Mm. What they're doing now, that's the term, the cancellation. You cancel anybody who has a different view than you have. President Obama, I think to his credit, had addressed that and is trying to call these people off. Uh, the, in a speech at his foundation last week, Obama admonished young activists for thinking the way to create change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people and to call them out on social media. Now, Obama said, if all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get very far. Says you have to wonder if perpetually outraged, canceled culture acolytes are listening to me because for them there is only one good people people who agree with me on all things and bad people must be fired shamed and shunned mm. i thought that was great well that said. A former president whether you like him or not yeah well a said. former president has noticed this but you know what the, the left media came right back as part of this story and said, no, nah, that's Obama's biggest problem, his biggest fault. He tried to compromise with people, and <laughs> he felt that you got somewhere by, by, by coming up with areas of agreement. That was his big fault. So this thing has gone so damn far. I, it's, it's very difficult to tell yeah. because people's lives are ruined 
simply for holding an opinion that is not harming anybody. Now I will let but you, you have to be exterminated. Now I will let you in on a secret. I'm on Facebook, and if people get annoying for whatever reason, I snooze them, which is basically you don't see their feed for like a month. I don't. <laughs> criticize them. I just put them in the cooler. I it's like, all right, you're getting a little crazy on me, so Facebook. I'll put you in the cooler. I don't unfriend anybody. I, I, I'm friendly with everybody, but if you go if you go <laughs> snooze somebody, they won't know that they're in the cooler. <laughs> Facebook is one vice I have never right. and you're, tempted to you're do. You're smart, smart well, man. Well, why not in the world should I give Facebook all more intimate knowledge about myself? And, and my friends and everybody that's around right. me that I know myself. That's, and that's what the game is. That's what it is. Uh, nobody gives a damn how many friends you have or whether what Zuckerberg's thing that we're going to create this great mass community where everybody is open. Yeah, they're mining data. <laughs> right. But, but just do us a favor. Since you're on Facebook here, don't snooze us. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Well, you're not going to catch me on no. it, so don't snooze Bob. <laughs> so, uh... I guess we'll be back next week, okay. 10.30, right? Yeah. So have, have a great week. Okay. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.